But as we were, you know, getting ready, like we had sheriffs like all over the place. We had, you know, PD just patrolling the streets. And I was like, I was getting kind of nervous because I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know what's going to happen. So welcome to the New Era podcast. This is, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If this is not your first time tuning in, welcome back. I have a very special guest today. He goes by the name of AJ Iglesias. What's up, AJ? Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Thank you for coming out and taking the time to do this. No, of course, anytime. No, this is, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Like, I'm like actually really excited to do this right now. <laughs> So for the listeners, um, a little fun fact, we've been wanting to do this for like a little over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you came up to me like after um, after one of my sets and you were just like, hey, like I do a podcast here. Like, I want to know if you can do it. Like, do you, like I and like <laughs> my phone was like turned off at the time because I'm broke. So like, <laughs> I was, like, where can I reach? I'm like, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. Like, Just hit me up there and you'll find me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember um, you had just like played your socials. I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works too, you know? And then I was like, yeah, for sure. And then, like, we were like, just timing didn't work and stuff. But you did, I want to talk about that night because you did comedy that night. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about, like, to the listeners about what you do with with comedy. Okay. Yeah, shoot. Go for it. So, how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it since I was 18. I'm 23 now. So, it's a little over, like, uh, I want to say four years. Mm -hmm. Because I started when I was, like, was, like, late, like, right before I turned 19, I started doing it. Um, and I actually started here in Las Banos, of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was like a little open mic before like Buddy Soil opened up, and like the arts, the arts center would mm-hmm. like put oh, on okay. that little open mic. But mm-hmm. the only catch was that like I had to be clean, so it's like I had to write like family friendly comedy oh, okay. as like some of my first sets, which was hard. But like I, it's it's still cool to do sometimes because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to be like, oh, fucking shit, blah, right, blah, blah. Right. But, and like, and this one, like, I like you know, we had like families there. So like mm-hmm. I had to kind of work around that, which was cool. But the only shitty thing was that even when, like I censored myself, mm-hmm. like I still had like the old people who ran it, ran the arts council and stuff like complain. Oh, okay, okay. So at that point I was just like, right. I don't want to do this anymore because like, I feel like I'm being like censored creatively, right. and like I'm like not a fan mm-hmm. of like censorship in my mm-hmm. art form. Yes, comedy is an art form, but yeah. <laughs> like at all, like and that sucked. But um, I ended up ultimately uh, moving in with my mom, who lives like uh, she lives in the East Bay, mm-hmm. over by like she lives in Discovery Bay, and um, I was like fif- like a 15 minute car ride from mm-hmm. the Bart station. So like I was like, you know what? I hopped on BART, and when I was, like, 19, I uh, would just hop on BART almost every day mm-hmm. to go to uh, San Francisco and just run open mics really? after work. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Um, I spent a lot of money on BART tickets and food, <laughs> but yeah. it's re- it was really cool. Uh, there was a rest in peace to this place I used to go to every day called The, the Brainwash, mm-hmm. and it was a um, cafe slash, like, uh, Laundry mat, really? But yeah, and they had a they had a stage on there, and they did a open mics every night. Okay. So that's how I like that's kind of how I like got my foot in the door mm-hmm. just 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 to get shows in general. Okay. So like a lot of my like I guess comedy experience and just like general like when people like reach out to me like oh like oh what have you done I'm like oh I've done the brainwash I've done this and that mm-hmm. like when you mention the brainwash that's like a really big really big deal because it has been. 
you know, it's been about, I would say almost like a year and a half, almost two years since okay. it's shut down, mm-hmm. but they've been open for like 18 years prior oh, to wow. that. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of like a, it was kind of like a haven for new comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did my research before I even started yeah. doing open mics and, um, I started going there a lot more often. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of 19 year old comics out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned uh, something very, something I'm super big on is like open mic nights and like, uh-huh. uh, I'm more of like, I'll like go and support. I don't like join them, of course, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not in the whole comedy world, but I do love supporting open mic nights. So what are some, you did, you said you did some research beforehand, right? When yeah. you went, what are some research that you did for like, to learn more? I was kind of like, I'm like, well, like I. I was like, I know I want to do open mics right now because like, like I ain't shit. Like nobody knows who <laughs> yeah. I am. Like I'm not gonna get a show. So I just looked, I literally just looked up the words like open mics in San Francisco. Yeah. Because I kind of assumed that there was going to be a ton. Mm-hmm. And there was, but some of them were like, oh, we only do them like two days out of the month. And mm-hmm. and like that was cool. But like I kind of wanted to try and find something like super frequent so I can right. keep going, become a regular somewhere. And, um, I saw that this place called the Brainwash Cafe was doing one. Uh, like, oh, we do. They advertise for Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. It's Thursday now when I was looking it up. So I was, right. like, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll go tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, I get off of work. I drive from work to the bar station. I'm mm-hmm. still in like my, I was doing plumbing at the time. So like I'm still in all my work clothes and right. shit. I'm dirty. But like <laughs> I, uh, I go down to, uh, to, to the brainwash and there's just like this big ass line of people there. Really? And yeah. There's probably like, f- like 40 comics just mm-hmm. lined up trying to get signed up. Mm-hmm. And I showed up a little late. Cause like, you know, like I was like rushing to get there. So I go and um, uh, I ultimately like the first the first time I went to the brainwash I didn't perform because okay. there was just too many comics oh, okay. and I was just kind of sitting back and like this was my first time I guess kind of in that realm oh, like at okay. all like mm-hmm. this is like the first time I've been introduced to like the comedy world like right. all these guys have been doing this for a while like mm-hmm. I felt I felt like a baby there mm-hmm. like I was like oh man like these guys have been doing it forever blah 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 yeah. it was just an open mic but I made it such like a big deal in my head right. to just even get on stage in front of these people yeah of course um I uh, I ended up hearing that oh they ended up doing every night but Thursdays are their big nights mm-hmm. so like a lot of people show up Thursdays oh. but they still do open mics every day mm-hmm. so I was like oh f- oh shit I can just come tomorrow then yeah so that's what I did I went that Friday um I was like super nervous yeah because uh prior to that the open mics here in Los Banos it was in front of people I knew mm-hmm. so I kind of assumed I'm like oh they're probably like pity laughing or mm-hmm. they're here because they support me which is great. But mm-hmm. I, I, in my head, I was like, if I can go and make, like, strangers laugh, like, I know, like, I can, yeah. I can probably keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And I went, and it wasn't as packed. There was probably, like, 15 people there. Yeah. And, you know, you know five of those guys are comics. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. I, I went, I did uh, I did five minutes, uh, you know, I had people laughing at me, and then I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I started as far as, like, getting my foot in the door, yeah. like, comedy-wise and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, stand up is super hard. I think. So I'm a fan of just, of course, like comedy in general, because it's Mm -hmm. a lot goes into it that people don't realize and understand. Like, and there's so many different avenues of comedy that there is. You know, there's so many different things you could do. Stand up, I think, is one of the things that people, like the general public, would think is like super simple, super easy, but a lot goes into it. So I want to talk about a little bit of of things that go into it that people don't realize. Um, I think the biggest one that, like, people don't take into account when it comes to just, like, say, like, booking a show mm-hmm. is, like, travel expenses. Mm-hmm. Like, with me, it's kind of more of a big deal because it's, like, I live, you know, I, you know, I live in Merced currently, but, mm-hmm. like, it, excuse me, I live in the Central Valley, so it's, like, 
there isn't a whole lot of like shows, you know, shows right. available in the valley. There's more popping up recently, but at the time, like I had to drive either to the Bay Area mm-hmm. or like you know I had to drive to you know Southern California, like mm-hmm. so you know I have to be like oh man I gotta get gas money. I have to make sure I have food, a place to stay, like right. because you know sometimes it's I can't drive to the show and then just drive right back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like travel expenses is a big one. Just getting paid in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get paid sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, or they go, oh, hey, we'll cover your gas. But I'm like, do you really want to cover my gas? I'm driving six hours to come do this show. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, for, I drive a truck. So it's like, that's yeah. like 120 bucks there yeah. and back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, like, I don't know if I'm worth 120 bucks to you guys, <laughs> yeah. but like, just throw me something. Like, right, maybe something. like some free food and a beer. Like, yeah. Like, that's, that's always, like, in my head. Like, with me, it's like, I, I do care if I get paid, but like, at, at the same time, like, I take any show that I can get. I know it sounds super desperate, but, like, I feel like any exposure is good exposure. Mm-hmm. So even if I am driving six hours to do a weekend in San Diego, mm-hmm. and who knows if I'm going to get paid maybe 50 bucks for that whole weekend, right. I still made, quote-unquote, money that weekend, but it was all just, uh, like, me getting my foot in the door in another, in another like, comedy community somewhere right. else. So like, that, that still means a lot to me, just, mm-hmm. like, they invited me out all that way. Right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think as a as a an audience member, I think a lot of us don't realize that because I I remember mm-hmm. one of the first shows that I went, I didn't realize, and luckily I had cash on me, but I I didn't know like you know usually like you guys don't get paid for this type of stuff. Like it's not <laughs> like you guys have like it's like of course some comedians have booking fees and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like open mic nights it's hard for you guys to get paid. So like yeah. towards the end, you know, like there is like a part where they get like tip and stuff. I think. I do want to let people know the importance of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that that means a lot because mm-hmm. yeah, most um, say like club comics or bar comics. Mm-hmm. I, I usually consider myself more of like a bar and mm-hmm. like semi club comic because it's like, yeah, like you'll get booked, but mm-hmm. like you're not gonna get paid. Right. You know what I mean? But like that's why like the uh, the guy who's like the promoter usually just does like, oh, we have a tip jar for our comics. Like we really appreciate mm-hmm. the support. And, like, because, you know, if we're at an establishment, like, we're not getting any cut from, like, you know, the drinks or, right. or, or anything like that. So, like, those tips do mean a lot. Yeah. Because that's the difference between me making 10 bucks and mm-hmm. that's me making, you know, 30 bucks. Right. So yeah. It does true. mean a whole lot. So it's kind of like, hey, like, you guys you guys pay to go see a movie. You should pay to see your comedians. Right. <laughs> yeah. Support locals, especially when, if, you know, if you do travel to different areas as well. I yeah. think um, that's one thing I like because I know Paraiso has a, a big... Um, big local support and I know that a lot of people come from out of town as well to support from open mic yeah, uh, so yeah that's especially I... during their uh, their showcase shows right. too mm-hmm. so that's that's really cool like they've they've kind of opened the the way as far as like comedy in Los for Angeles. sure yeah they, they definitely changed the game I think what they're doing and uh, hopefully um, I did talk to them about doing an episode with them because they're doing so much for the local community as well mm-hmm. like giving comedians platforms and not only just comedians but artists as well and like so many different people you know what I mean oh yeah like they do I know, like, they, they booked shows, like, they've done comedy, mm-hmm. they just do, they do all kinds of stuff. They just started stuff. doing wrestling, I think. They did. I Which went, I went to one of those. Really? How uh, was that? Holy shit. It's so much fun. Like, really? Yeah. It's a lot of, like, local, like, uh, there's, like, a lot of local guys there. I know one of the, uh, one of the com- local comedians, he works over at Putty, so David. Oh, okay. Uh, he does, uh, he, anytime that there's wrestling there, he's, like, the, he's, like, the ref. Oh, Every okay. time. So, mm-hmm. like, that's super cool. Like, now they, they do, they do so much. Yeah. It's, like a ton, it's a ton of fun. That's awesome. So, I want to bring back a little bit of what you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about how, you know, sometimes, you know, when you do go to shows, you sometimes don't financially gain anything from it, right? But yeah. 
um, you do gain, you know, whether it's knowledge or just a little bit of exposure, just more experience as well. I want to talk about the importance of that because I think when people listen to um, to a comedian or like a musician or like an artist, I, I don't think they realize all the hours they put in that sometimes they didn't get paid. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think because when you once they see you on stage, I think people often say like, all right, cool. He probably just woke up fun- funny. You know what I mean? Like he just like he just woke up with these jokes, but they don't yeah. see like the the hours you had to put in where you sometimes you're not going to get paid, but in the long run, it benefits you, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 it like it always does. Like, I don't think I've ever had a show where I feel like I've been like, oh, it's a waste of my time. Right. Um, even if I don't get paid, you know, even if the show doesn't go well or mm-hmm. I fucking bomb or something mm-hmm. like that, like I always like. I always, like, talk to every comedian that's on a bill with me. Like, mm-hmm. say, if it's a showcase, it's me and, like, five other comics. And, like, yeah. I'm always talking to those guys because mm-hmm. they're, I look at it as, you know, they're doing the same show as me. Mm-hmm. They're in the same boat as I am. They're trying to network. They're right. trying to meet new people. And that's kind of how, like, I, like, branch out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, I'm super sociable. So, like, I yeah. really like talking to people. Yeah. And most comics, believe it or not, tend to be very, like, um, introverted. They, yeah, that's true. And, yeah, I noticed like, that. And, like, they become themselves once they get on stage. Like, right. you know, me personally, like, I talk to everybody, mm-hmm. and I like to talk about myself, so I, that's why I like talking about myself on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when I when I meet a, a lot of other comics, like, they, they go, like, oh, I'm from here, here, and here, and mm-hmm. I go, hey, man, take my information down, like, if you do shows, like, hit me up, like, if any other yeah. dude, hit me up, mm-hmm. or, like, most most comics uh, tend to be their own showrunners, where, like, oh, they'll, okay. they'll, they'll make their own type of showcase, mm-hmm. and they'll book shows around where they live locally, right. so it's, like, if they can get, you know, somebody who's out of town, like, mm-hmm. that brings more appeal to their audience, right. and vice versa, Yeah. so that's kind of how, like, I've been, uh, that's kind of, like, I guess my comedy business model, yeah. it's kind of, like, I'll go somewhere or I'll go where other people are from other areas. Mm-hmm. I, you know, do well. They think I did well. Mm-hmm. I think they did well. And then we just end up just mingling. And right. then I'll he'll come to my show or I'll go to his show. Yeah. And it's kind of like a mutual, like, respect thing with a lot of comedians. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you help me out with this, I'll help you out with that. Right. Like, it's kind of more trade-off than anything. Yeah. Like, a lot of them have said, hey, I won't be able to pay you. Mm-hmm. But I can get you a weekend mm-hmm. if that's okay with you. Right. And more, like, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, though. or, like, look at me a place to crash. Like it's, That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know a lot goes into that. Like, you you know, you mentioned just sometimes you have to make a whole trip out of just doing a show. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, out here, like, the Bay Area is, like, what, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours away, like, yeah. just from shows in general. And uh, I remember when I first started, because I started knowing more about Open Mic Nights through Paraiso, right? And yeah. so. When I was like, oh, let me Google some more in the area because they only did theirs like once a month. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So then let me look. And then like in the Central Valley, there wasn't that many at the time. No. So then cut to like, I think it was like six months after that, there was like a lot more. Like, yes. like whether it would be like in like Modesto or like, you know, Merced or whatever, like there would be a lot more. I'm like, oh, damn, there's a little bit more, you know. So then um, for the most part, I've only gone to the ones here locally. And I, I love it because I think like... Even from when I've seen you, you did have, like, a lot of local support. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, like, just from, like, what I've seen, I think a lot of people, like, just genuinely support. Like, not only you because you were local, but because of, like, your actual content. Because no matter how much you support someone, sometimes, like, you, you're going to keep it real with them if they're not funny. Or oh, enough. for sure. But. And, like, I like no, my, um I have, a like, a group of best friends that come with me to most of the local shows. Mm-hmm. And they usually say, it's like, hey. If you don't have new material, I'm going to fucking boo you. Like, I yeah. swear. Like, my friends, I, I tell my friends to be brutally honest with me. Yeah. 
And, like, when I first started out, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I look back at some of the old clips of mm. myself. I fucking suck. Really? Like, <laughs> but uh, they told me that. They go, do you got to fix this and that? And, like, mm. I feel like that's also, like, super crucial is, yeah. like, your support group telling you what you need to do better mm. or, you know, hey, you need to work on certain things. Like, right. If you just have blind support, like, you're just going to think you're just some badass. Well, right. You're and you're not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's super important. Having, you know, the right people around you, your friends being super mm-hmm. support, not only be supportive, but super honest, too, you know, because that that helps you out a lot in the long run for them to be completely honest, especially with, like, oh, yeah. what you do is it's a craft, you know, so it's like, you know, sometimes, like, if things aren't, like, if things don't come out, like, right, and they just laugh just because they think it's, like, it's going to make you feel better. It's like, wait, so then when you go on stage and you're in front of, like, whether it's, like, 50 to 100 people, like, they're not going to laugh. Only your friends are, you know, it's like, yeah. So like, I, I luckily like that hasn't happened to me where like my friends are just laughing. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like if I'm here locally, like everyone's actually super supportive. They, right. they actually think I'm funny. But like, I think the, the only time I really bomb is if like either a, like a venue was like either super small mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. or there is a lot of people and I just sucked that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I feel just like bombing in general is like actually really humbling as yeah. a comedian because like you can go you can use the same material in one place and mm-hmm. you can fucking kill mm-hmm. but you can go to another place and you can just bomb your ass off right and it's just like and I feel like it's also like region and crowd mm-hmm. and who you're performing the demographic for. and everything most definitely yeah. and then I like I like to say like most of my I guess material is a lot more younger generation based like people my age mm-hmm. kind of like get my jokes as much as like you know mm-hmm. when it comes to like older crowds they think I'm vulgar or they think I'm you know just some fucking mm-hmm. libtard or something because <laughs> yeah. that's usually the nomenclature they use <laughs> um but it's it's cool though it's fine like I just know that like you know maybe they don't think I'm funny but like I know mm-hmm. like the younger generation kind of thinks I'm funny yeah. or, like, people my age think I'm funny yeah but that's kind of like opened my eyes to making a lot more I guess broader jokes okay. in a sense to where like you know I won't just be alienating one group okay, of people yeah, that makes sense. which is kind of like where you kind of uh, but at one point you're like oh like should I do that or mm-hmm. should I just stick with this right. and you still want to make people laugh regardless mm-hmm. of how old they are or like you know where right. they stand like you're doing a show to entertain people mm-hmm. so you kind of have to you have to adjust your like I usually try to adjust my material according to oh, okay. where I'm at mm-hmm. or what kind of crowd I'm working with because uh, if you don't, like, and if you're really stuck in your, I feel like if you can't evolve with the crowd, like, mm. as a comedian, like, you can ultimately fail. Right. Um, like, I usually, I try to be as ob- observant as possible with mm. any show I go to. Like, if I'm on a showcase and I'm, like, in the middle of it, I have a guy open, I have another guy, and then it's me. Mm. I watch those two guys on, mm. like, you know, how do they act? How does the audience react with what they say? Right. And with the material that I come prepared with, I can easily, you know, I have no problem just adjusting it a tiny bit mm-hmm. to where I can make it more relatable for that crowd or right. I can make it, you know, it's right. it, there's like a, I know it sounds dumb, but there's like a science to like. No, it doesn't sound dumb at all. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a science to try and like, like adjust your material accordingly right. to each crowd. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another thing that like people tend to overlook mm-hmm. is like getting with getting into comedy. It's mm-hmm. like. I know a lot of comics tend to be very hard-headed, very, like, stubborn, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, you kind of have to have, like, that thick skin of, like, yeah. you know what? These are my opinions. I'm going to defend them in front of a bunch of fucking strangers. Yeah. You know? And, like, and I feel like that's, that's like, a detriment mm-hmm. in a way. But, like, mm-hmm. I still respect some comics who are just still really hold fast in their own mm-hmm. in their own opinions. Like, that's why I try not to have a whole lot of really hard opinions in, mm-hmm. like, any of my sets. Most of my, like, material now 
as I've gotten older, has been more directed toward myself. Okay. So, like, a lot of it is either me making fun of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I still make fun of the things around me, but I usually try to relate it to me. Or, like, I try to make relatable material. Right. I feel like in this day and age, you know, I've, like, you can notice it, like, on Twitter, like, on mm-hmm. Facebook. If you relate to a post, mm-hmm. that post is going to gain more traction. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, if I make jokes that are relatable to other people, they're going to laugh because they go, ha, 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 I do that. Right. Like, that, that yeah, type of thing. True. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of what I've noticed as far as, like, things go. Like, uh, people tend to like relatable comedy a whole lot. True. So, like, that's where I'm trying to go. And then mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, adjust everything and do all this other thing. It's, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a process, I'll tell you what. It's an art form. You oh, yeah. That's that's the thing that I hate. Like, no, <laughs> people are like, oh, comedy's not really an art. How hard is it to make people right. laugh? I'm like, motherfucker, have you been in front of right. a group of 60-year-olds right. that are like, oh, look at this fucking 20-year-old dickhead who doesn't know what he's talking right. about. And if you can still make those people laugh, like, like good on you. But, like, that's, oh, I hate it when people yeah. say that. Like, That's true. A lot of people say that. And you, okay, so you brought up a super important part that happens to, I think, every single comedian out yeah. there. You mentioned bombing. Okay, so... <laughs> For the comedy fans, they know what that means. So, But for the listeners that don't know what mm-hmm. bombing is, what exactly does that mean? So bombing is basically going up, uh, performing your material, and you get just no reaction. You straight up get crickets, like, you know, and you might get heckled for it. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, bombing makes five minutes feel like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you have, like, all these lights on you, you have all these eyes on you, mm-hmm. and they're not their eyes aren't on you for like the for like the good part mm-hmm. they're 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 looking at you cuz oh my god this guy fucking sucks <laughs> or this guy's not funny or and then like a million thoughts rush through your head you go what can i say what can i say what can i say yeah. what can i say and 9 times out of 10 i just finish all of my material yeah. and if they doesn't land it doesn't land thank you for your time guys i'm going to i guess step off the stage yeah and then you just kind of sit in the green room roll off to the side just contemplating your life. Right. Yeah, I could only imagine what it would feel like. Because it's a lot of work just to even, like, just get that confidence to go on stage and then pr- creating content. And then on top of that, yeah. having that happening, you're like, wait, what? what is life? You know yeah, what I mean? you're like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what is this? Like, yeah. I, like anytime I bomb on stage, like, I've bombed a few times, mm-hmm. uh, especially, like, early on when mm-hmm. I first started. Um, I, I still was obviously trying to figure out what my demographic was, how to even deliver jokes. Yeah. And I, I just, it was just, it was, it was rough. Like just like, you know, I'll get laughs and people are like, Oh, you're really funny. Keep doing another show. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's like really excited for me to like a promoter's like, hey, I like you a lot. I'll take you to this show. And ninth, like usually like early on he was just like, Oh, this guy's really funny. Blah, 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 blah. And they'd hype you up. You go tell your jokes and everyone, it just crickets. Oh yeah. And then the mm-hmm. promoter's like, well, I'm not going to book this fucking guy again yeah, because yeah. like you didn't, you know, kill like you did yeah. last time. And I was just like, well, it happens. happens. It happens. Yeah. And it's like, and to, to any aspiring comedians, if mm-hmm. you bomb and you can't handle the bomb, I'm sorry to say like, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Like you're yeah. not, you, you need to have like a level of thick skin to where like, you know, not everyone's going to think you're funny. It's kind of like, right. it's kind of like the same sense of like, not everyone wants to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like you. True. So it's like, you're going to bomb. You're going to say something stupid. Like, mm. you know, you're going to say something that's going to piss someone off. And mm. that does happen. So it's kind of like, find your demographic. 
find what you do best and mm-hmm. then it, it ultimately will work with you you know right. like people tend to be very adaptable as far as like what they think is funny so mm-hmm. it's like you know yeah like you know you've seen it in mm-hmm. in like the uh like the showcases like mm-hmm. you know my style is way different than say like the the headliners or like the opener mm-hmm. like True. even even the host but like the way that they construct their jokes the way that they deliver them like you can still find it funny yeah even though that's not like oh i don't really like that kind of humor but like mm-hmm. that was that was still pretty good yeah it's it's and, different. Yeah, and that's, like, a huge thing, too, is just, like, finding, like, your delivery method. Mm-hmm. That's super important. Yeah. Like, I like I recently just kind of, like, in the last, like, year or so mm-hmm. got into the groove of, like, you know, how I deliver jokes. Okay. Because like, me personally, like, you know, outside of, like, say, comedy on one of my friends, like, mm-hmm. I tend to be, like, a very... Like I'm um like right now I'm I'm right now I'm taking this super seriously but mm-hmm. like when I'm like with my it. friends and stuff but like uh-huh. I'm really like I, I like I tend to be very energetic yeah. I'm, I'm loud like you know and I try I'm like you know what my friends think I'm funny when I'm energetic and loud maybe I'll do that on stage right that didn't work right that, that never True. that did not work for me you know some comics can do that mm-hmm. but I couldn't mm-hmm. so I was like you know what I'm gonna try and take a more relaxed approach I'm still gonna be like I'm gonna st- I, I I just loosened up mm-hmm. like I was able to you know I'm like hey they're here to see you. Mm-hmm. Just loosen up, tell your shit the way you would tell it to anybody right. else. And I feel like now, like, as a comedian, I have found, like, my way of, like, delivery. And mm-hmm. it's a lot more relaxed than I am actually in person. Okay. And it's just, you know, it's tended to work for me. And, like, it's it actually is kind of like meditation for oh, me really? in a way. Okay. Yeah. To where, like, you know, like, I kind of take a couple of deep breaths before I get on stage. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll just tell myself and I'm super chill. I'm super relaxed. Yeah. And people tend to kind of like that because I'm mm-hmm. not, like, boom, in their face. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So it works for some comics. For some reason, it just it didn't. Doesn't. It just doesn't work with me. Yeah, yeah like uh, that's another thing that people don't realize the importance of, like the the way you deliver a joke, or like the way mm-hmm. you even even how you mentioned earlier about adjusting to the crowd sometimes. Because sometimes you have material, and then when you go on stage, you realize the crowd might like something different, or like if you happen to realize, like, oh, you know what, like maybe this joke would work better. Or like, mm-hmm. I also want to talk about like cra- like the crowd involvement. Is it because there's like. I don't know if it's true, but usually, like, they say, like, if you go to a show and you sit in the front, you're more likely going to get clowned on, right? Is that yeah, true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Um, like, I love doing crowd work. Like, I try, I don't mm. do it a whole lot. I hear in Los Banos, I think, because, mm. like, I know most of these people. Right. And they want me to do it, but, like, I don't want to. Mm. But I do crowd work to strangers because it's a lot more fun mm. and they're never going to see me again. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, crowd work's, like, iffy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can have somebody who's there to see shows, and they'll get, like, really happy. And they go, mm-hmm. ha, 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 yay, he's making yeah. fun of me. But some people, like, take it up the ass. And, like, yeah. and that's where, like, that that does happen. Like, yeah, it does happen. I've, yeah. uh, I've almost, like, gotten in a fight because of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I think I was clowning on this guy for being super drunk. Mm-hmm. And he was, because, like, I heard him in the crowd, like, telling people that he got a DUI. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, hey, DUI guy, can you shut the fuck up for five seconds, please? Yeah. He's like, what did you say? Like, he got all fucking, yeah. like, aggro. Oh, my God. And I was like, man, you're on a fucking comedy show, bro. Yeah, like, relax. Yeah. yeah. But crowd work is a ton of fun. Yeah. Because you can have people that'll try and, like, heckle you or try and be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of bothers me. Yeah. So, like, that's why you can always, like, like, you can always, like, shut them down. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the funnest part is right. shutting down either a heckler or someone who's being, like, obnoxious. Yeah, I've seen I've seen both. Like, so I've been to one. It was, like, a local show. And I've seen, it was, like, a comedian, like, trying to do that crowd involvement, right? But yeah. it went completely wrong for him. Like, he just, oh. it was so awkward. It was awkward for everyone. We were just like, oh, my gosh, this <sighs> is crazy. And it wasn't even, like, it was, it was unfortunate because usually it goes right. And then... I went to see uh, Joey Diaz one time, and yeah. there was, like, hecklers, right? And, like, you can't 
do that to Joey Diaz. You know, oh, he no, he'll will, fucking ruin you. He will. He ruined their whole oh, existence. Yeah. You know, and when I seen that, I seen it. I seen how obviously comedians handle hecklers and stuff because it's it's crazy. They they try and like sometimes they just want to like get under your guys' skin. Sometimes they do. It's it's more of like it's more of like a. I usually say, I'm like, hey, man, if you have so much to fucking say, you want to come up here on stage and say shit? Right. And, like, if you put them on the spot like that, for most people, like, they tend, they, they don't want to. Right, true. And, or, like, uh, I think one, oh, my God, this one was really mean, but he was just being a dick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, have you been, have you been drinking tonight? Mm-hmm. And he was like, fuck, yeah, I have. my like, cool, dude, I hope you drive home. And Damn, Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, though. <laughs> The whole crowd was just like, holy shit. Like, and like that, like, Mm -hmm. and I was having like an iffy set. Yeah. So like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to bomb or not. Like I had like half the crowd laughing, half the crowd not. But the minute I told that one, like they were all on board. Yeah. So so like heckling does have its benefits. Mm -hmm. It's like you can totally burn somebody. And then like the crowd's like, fuck yes. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Now we're on your side. Then everything you say is going to be funny. Right. Because they're all like, they're already like heightened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true though. Usually even with like the shows that I've been to, like just as much as the hecklers get annoying to the comedians, trust me, the crowd gets annoyed by them too. So when like. Oh, they do. When they get called, when the hecklers get called out by the comedians, it's like, yes, you're our voice. Like turn them down, you know? And then like, but it's cool when you turn, um, turn that and and you kind of flip it you know what I mean uh-huh. yeah. yeah that's always really fun because sometimes like I feel like that's what some comedians kind of like I, that's what I feel like mm-hmm. if I'm starting to bomb I got just hope fucking somebody heckles me right now cause, right because like, like I usually try and like prepare some shit if right. I have a heckler yeah and then you can just start laying into him and then everyone's gonna be like oh yeah because people are mean <laughs> and they love seeing other people get shot down so they're yeah. just like like yeah keep going keep going yeah that's true so, like, that happens. So, like, I know, like, with me, if I'm starting to bomb, like, I just kind of hope somebody says I suck or something mm-hmm. so I can start talking shit. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some, like, around, like, how long have the sets been that you've done? Are they usually around the same time? Um, The longest set I did was, like, a half an hour. Okay. And that was tough. Yeah, that's a lot. That that's was my time. That was my first half hour. That was here in Los Banos. I did it for, uh, like, I got booked for, like, a party okay. or something over by, like, it was, like, somewhere downtown. I forget the place. Okay. But, um... They had, it was like, it was like a really old, like, bar. Uh, Vanessa came down, and she mm-hmm. did some music there, too. Shout but, out Vanessa. Yeah, shout out Vanessa. Dreamcatcher Studios was good. Uh, <laughs> but um, they, they had, like, this whole deal going on. It was like a mm-hmm. birthday party, but they okay. had, like, catering and music, uh-huh. and I got booked to do comedy for mm-hmm. some reason, and they're like, oh, like, well, like, what do you think, like, a half hour? And I was like, oh. oh that's a long time. But all I heard was half hour, we'll pay you $100. Yeah. So I was like. Sure, I'm in. Right. Uh, I was so ill prepared for that half hour because mm-hmm. it was like I. It was, it's so long. Yeah. I didn't realize how long like you know half an hour is. Yeah. But I had enough material to where like I was able to work that half hour. Mm-hmm. People said I did good, mm-hmm. but in my own mind, I feel like I did shitty. Mm-hmm. Just because like I didn't, I I underestimated the half hour. Yeah. But most of my sets tend to be like. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I've done 20 before, but mm-hmm. that was just because another comedian didn't show up and mm-hmm. I wasn't prepped for 20 and they kind of fucked me. Yeah. But, like, I usually, like, tend to stay around, like, the 10, 15-minute mark. Okay. And I've, I have a really tight 10 and 15 now, mm-hmm. so, like, I can just, I can really just, like, fire them off, get the crowd going, because mm-hmm. I feel like I found my groove in my 10 to 15 minutes yeah. to do, like, a showcase or, like, a bar show or something. Mm-hmm. 
But like, you know, right now it's kind of like I'm in like that transitional period. Like, you know, I want to start doing longer form stuff. Mm, like I want to start doing more half hours because I'm not going to lie. That's where the money is. Like, mm. you know, somebody's like, hey, I want a half hour comedy. I can be like, hey, that's 150 bucks. Or right. like, hey, that's 200 bucks. Yeah. Because true. like people, people look at it as, oh, you make the 100 bucks in 30 minutes. I'm like, bullshit. No. Yeah. Because, you know, I drove out here. Mm. I had to, you know, kind of whore myself out <laughs> to be like, hey, man, like. I'm really funny. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, can you get me on this list or yeah. whatever? And that's that's the real work. Mm-hmm. Um, the work, like you know, me going on stage and telling jokes. That's not the work part. Mm-hmm. Like the the real work. I feel like as a comedian is the networking, mm-hmm. the travel, Prepping. the the prep, all that mm-hmm. prep. Like, I feel like when you do get paid for a show, like you're getting paid for that prep mm-hmm. because you know what I mean. Like you, you do so much just to get you know 15 minutes, maybe sure. a half an hour. And if you get paid for it, like it, it's kind of it, it, you're like in my mind, it's like you know it's worth it. That, mm-hmm. All that work I put in was worth it. True. And it's not more like you know it's like a, it's not like physical. It's mm-hmm. it's more like you know I'm I'm putting in work mentally. Like mm-hmm. like you know having to prepare to drive somewhere for six hours like sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like because like I've driven from you know Merced to San Diego, mm-hmm. and that sucked. Yeah. I hate that drive. I drive a fucking like. I drive a Toyota Tacoma. So, like, I'm in this little cab for, like, six hours. Yeah. Like, I'm a tall dude. And I'm just stuck in this little yeah. car for six hours. But, mm-hmm. like, in my head, I'm just like, you know what? You're you're doing a weekend. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're chill. You're, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that that's where, like, more of the work comes in. It's, yeah. like, putting my own money mm-hmm. in on doing shows. So, like, when somebody's like, oh, you got paid for, like, 100 bucks for your only 30 minutes. I wish I could do that. I go, yeah. oh, no, you don't. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about, like, a lot of the work that goes into, like, mm-hmm. before the show. So, like, how about for for material? Like, how long does it take you to prep for uh, a show? Uh, like, material-wise, when it comes to, like, when I do, like, 10, 15, like, I usually, like, I already have, like, my, like, mm-hmm. set of jokes that I okay. usually tell. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do, like, Pariso, like, I try and change it up a bit because a lot of people have seen me already. Mm-hmm. But if I go somewhere else, I already have, like, a set of mm-hmm. like you know I like you know what I already have my little set ready mm-hmm. to go and if I go somewhere new like you know they haven't heard my stuff True. you know and I've I've done it so many times mm-hmm. to where like I already have my delivery down like yeah. I have like my timing is good so it's always good for a comedian to kind of like either get their sets and then see what jokes land mm-hmm. build on those and then kind of like make sure you have a tight 10 to 15 that's mm-hmm. like a when you say like when I say like tight 10 tight 15 mm-hmm. that that means like you know, you, you can fire them off no problem. Mm-hmm. You have your set down. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be like, oh, well, uh, uh, you're not gonna stutter. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a performance. Like yeah. and, you know, and open mics. I I like to say they're rehearsal. Mm-kay. You know what I mean? Like if you can make people laugh in five minutes, you can then build upon your ten to fifteen. Like, right. If you have a tight ten, tight fifteen, you're. I feel like you, you're nine times out of ten you're gonna do well. Yeah. Is because people see that you're confident in your material, mm-hmm. and people see that you know you're not stuttering. Like you know what you want to say, mm-hmm. and it's like they know that you're not making it up on the spot. True, yeah. and I've been guilty of doing that sometimes. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, because like I really, I really like improv. Okay, and like I used to do like a whole lot of improv back in high school. I did the there was like an improv show at the art center I mm-hmm. did like a while back, mm-hmm. and that was tons of fun. So I was like, when I first started, I was like, you know what, I'll just improv shit when I mm-hmm. go on stage, and mm-hmm. that's fucking don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'll I'll still do it occasionally mm-hmm. if I'm like, you know what, I want to just insert a new joke that I've been working on, or like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just like think of something while I'm on stage and I'll like segue myself into that mm-hmm. and like I'll, I'll like I tend to do improv on stage most of the time mm-hmm. but I always kind of like have my material material now around that right okay. so like before I used to just improv an entire set mm-hmm. and that's fucking painful yeah don't do that if you're <laughs> if you if you want to be a comedian just write it out first test it don't improv like I did don't do what I did <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, I would be like, you know, like, no, I'm funny just off the jump. I can just be funny off the jump on stage. Mm-hmm. No, you need to, you need to, 
I've realized like you need to write. You have to, you know, at least you know have like your jokes on a, on a like in your notes app on your phone because mm-hmm. that's what I do. Like I write all my stuff on my phone, mm-hmm. and I kind of just like I tend to have like short bullet points of like a joke, mm-hmm. and then I can then I usually think of a segue on the spot. Oh, okay. So like I I, I know what I'm gonna talk about. But, like, I can then segue into my next topic to talk Mm -hmm. about. So, like, it's, I still write in a sense, but Mm -hmm. now since I have my type 10, type 15, I have that whole set just written down. Right, yeah. If I'm trying out new stuff, I kind of go, like, bullet points first, Mm -hmm. see what segues work, and then, like, I'll just put those in later in my notes. It's a really weird writing process that I have, but... It, yeah. it's so it far works. it's working yeah, yeah you have to find what works for you at most, the end of the day. Oh, yes most yeah. definitely so you mentioned like with uh with jokes so like is there has there been a time where you know the moment you get on stage like you already got the crowd like where you want them and like mm-hmm. the whole time it's like what's the earliest you hit like the spot with the audience um I think that was actually at, at, at Paraiso. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, people... I think it was, like, my fifth time there. Okay. So people were already, like, super stoked to see mm-hmm. me. And I opened on this joke uh, that is still probably my favorite joke of all time that I've written. I know it sounds super, self, like, self-centered, but I think it's great. <laughs> um, like, I opened up, and I was just, like... I was, like, adjusting the mic stand. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, uh, yes, you did hear my name correctly. Uh-huh. My name is AJ Iglesias. The face says Trump supporter, but the name says ICE Detention Center. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing Yeah. That. <laughs> I love that joke so much. And, like, the crowd, like, everyone was just like, holy shit. Because it's like an icebreaker and everything. It's a really yeah. good icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what I tend to open with. Right. And I'm like, I'm like. I try not to tell a whole lot of, like, politically charged jokes. Because yeah. I'm like, I think they're low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's like, ah. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. Like, a lot of comedians are getting onto that, you know. And them. I mean, that's cool. It's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like making, like, racial jokes or, like, mm-hmm. making, like, political jokes. I feel like they're really easy to do. And mm-hmm. people like them. And, like, I can, you know, I can talk shit about the president any mm-hmm. day of the week. That's right. That's fine. Everyone already... I can't say anything that already hasn't been said. You know right, what I'm saying? true. And that's kind of like what I'm fearing into going back into comedy once mm-hmm. stuff starts opening up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of comics are like, oh, COVID was crazy. Yeah. Or like, oh, like, I just sat indoors and jerked off all yeah, day. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. I already know that's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I'm currently trying to write new stuff. And that's kind of hard because, like, all I want to write about is, like, what I did during, like, isolation. Right. But I already know, like... A all the uh, a lot of people are going to be writing that material, right, and like true. it's really hard to stay original mm-hmm. in doing comedy because like there's so many times to where like you'll have parallel thinking with somebody, mm-hmm. and you go, oh shit, I wanted to talk about that, mm-hmm. and that guy already did, so like that's where you're just like, well, I got to fucking change that now, right? Yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate too because like you spent so much time with that uh-huh. material and creating the material. Yeah. So the another thing I had a question on when we were talking about like bombing and stuff, have you ever like when you were doing a set, you bombed, and then but that same set, you kind of, like, gained them back? Or, for the most part, you're, are you just trying to, like, end the, the set? Most of the time, I try to end it. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, uh, I do... Like, I've saved probably one set, mm-hmm. and that was fine. Like, I kind of, like... I told a joke that got people more on board. I did mm-hmm. some crowd work. Okay. And that kind of turned it around and made it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't happy with the set. Yeah. But, like, I still... I kind of salvaged it to where, like... People were like, hey, good job, man. You really turned that around. Yeah. And I got like, that basically is kind of like a backhanded compliment. Seems like, hey, you sucked, but like you figured it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, usually when I bomb, I'm just like, I'm like, just get through your shit mm-hmm. and get off the stage. Yeah. Get your money and go. Yeah. Though, um, another thing you had mentioned is well, you're 
local here to Los Banos. So you do a lot of local yeah. support. You do, you're super big on just the community, the youth in the community. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about that because you did a lot of like super cool things of recently with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about that because okay. you heard a little bit of a controversy locally, I guess you would say. <sighs> I heard your name so many times uh, within the past few weeks, which is funny. Really? And uh, it's funny because, you know, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while, uh-huh. right? So then, um, and your name is pretty like original. I don't, I've never heard anyone with your name. So I'm like, and I told my brother, I was like, I think that's the guy I wanted on the podcast. And oh, then I was yeah. like, with even more reason, we got to figure this out. Because I think um, <laughs> you did a great job with that. And so I wanted to talk about, for the people that don't know what's going on, and the what what is the 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 reason why you, you love the community so much? Um, I mean, it's kind of like, I've, I've grown up here. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't born in Los Banos, mm-hmm. but... I moved here when I was about seven years old, okay. and I've just I grew up here. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to school here. Mm-hmm. It's just it's where I've it's where I call this is like you know this is you know this is my hometown. This is like I, I have to call it that. Like this mm-hmm. is where this is home to me. Right. Um, and yeah, you know it's small. Um, everyone mm-hmm. knows everybody, kinda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, you know, if our small town can even like make any sort of difference or even tries any kind of movement here mm-hmm. um, I feel like you know it would go well mm-hmm. because I feel like the the younger gener- like the younger community like you know people in their teens and early 20s mm-hmm. tend to be you know uh, pretty vocal about what they want to do mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like as far as like uh, like the march and you know the movement and stuff like that I I didn't really I guess it wasn't my idea mm-hmm. um, uh, shout out to the homie Roscoe he was mm-hmm. the one who made the uh, he made the flyer and he just he just approached me and was like, hey, man, like, can you spread this? I want this to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, I'll help in any way mm-hmm. that I can. And that's what I did. I posted on all of my socials. I said, hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where everyone like on Facebook or Twitter was kind of right. mentioning me because like, you know, like my post was like shared all over yeah. the place because, you know, I wanted to raise awareness and right. I wanted to, you know, to be to be a part of, you know, something you know bigger than myself here mm-hmm. in the community. And, you know, and the 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 youth here in town, like, like just ultimately, like, they surprised me with how many yeah. people showed up. Yeah. And that kind of meant a lot to me mm-hmm. because, you know, I know a lot of people, especially kind of around here, mm-hmm. were really timid and mm-hmm. scared to do the, the, the Black Lives Matter um, march and protest because, you know, like it or not, there are a lot of old bigoted people who live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True, that's and, very true. And it's, you know, in... Me as, like, you know, a white dude, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of my, I, I'm not saying it's, like, my responsibility, but, like, I kind of have to show others that, like, you know, it's, like, hey, dude, like, you, you need to do this. This mm-hmm. is something that needs to be done right, right now. And, like, I've been getting either harassed by people on Facebook yeah. <laughs> or harassed by family as well mm-hmm. because they they look at it as, like, oh, you're white. Why do you care? Or, like, mm-hmm. oh, that type of shit. And I'm just, like, it's not, like, a, it's, like, a, come on dude like yeah. it's i feel like it's super obvious it's yeah. like it's 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 like it's like it's either you're an ally or you're not you right. know what i mean and yeah i've grown up here in los banos and los banos is like like super diverse mm-hmm. as far as the community goes you know right. what i mean like i have friends of like all kinds of ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. and i grew up around you know people of color and things like that and mm-hmm. my father is a mexican man so yeah. like i've seen you know what he has to go through i've right. seen what you know my family has to go through on his side mm-hmm. so it's like me big me, me is like a white passing person mm-hmm. like it's kind of my it's it's my duty to be like to be like hey you know what i'm going to use my voice and my privilege 
to the advantage of people who don't have that. Right. And that's kind of where, where I took it as. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't the one trying to speak at the protest because that's mm-hmm. not my place. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made sure that anybody who went had a platform and had a voice to mm-hmm. jump off of mine to be like, hey, listen, like, I'll use, you know, my voice and my outreach to make sure that your voices are heard. Right. Like, that's kind of where I feel like I, I had to take responsibility mm-hmm. in doing that. It was not more like, it wasn't like, oh, I want to do the protest because I'm virtue signaling or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. that's what I got accused of. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, you're just doing it because it's like a trend or mm-hmm. something. And I was like, I didn't know like human rights were a trend. Right. And that's kind of where like, you know, a lot of people disagree with me on a lot yeah. of like, a lot of like older gen, like a generation mm-hmm. of people. Like I know like a lot of my um, family didn't like me doing that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, like you're against this, this and that. And I was like, I have been. You guys just never talk to me about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't be mad at me because I grew up around all these people and I can see all this injustice firsthand mm-hmm. and have me just ignore that. That's bullshit. Right. Like, it's kind of where I stand on it. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I have, like, family that are people of color. I have mm-hmm. friends that are people of color. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? I have, you know, and I have, like I said, I have that voice. I have that privilege mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to be safe and they can and they can safely do what they want to do. You right. know what I mean? That's true. So that's yeah, kind of no, where I stand on it. Yeah, no, I really want to um, thank you for doing that because it helped out so many, like, people that didn't have voices as well, like the youth mm-hmm. as well. I think a lot of people, especially in, in the town that we're in, there's a lot of, like, um, like the older generation is just kind of, like, the voice of a lot of things, at least even, like, in small town politics and stuff. Yes. And yeah. one thing that I've always wanted to do was inspire the youth and wanting to use their voice and do and you mm-hmm. know use their platforms as well to to make the difference um that was like a such an amazing thing you did because i think one thing which i it's, it's kind of hard to like try and like please everyone but for me when it comes down to something as important as this mm-hmm. um it's true though like if you if you're not agreeing with this type of thing and i understand not everyone could have attended certain things or like yeah but you know um support you could do even at home like whether it's just sharing or like retweeting that type of stuff um but i think i wanted to like kind of be be that voice too because i know a lot of some of my listeners live in big cities some of them live in small towns Mm -hmm. um and some things that they could do i want to like give them some tips on what they could do to kind of make that difference in their town because you did like a lot of people ended up showing up what was the amount of people that I want to say like I think they clocked it in around like almost 300 people 200, yeah. 250 300 people did show up right that's awesome yeah it was and crazy everything was still good like nothing bad happened right. it went really smoothly mm-hmm. and like like one thing I kind of want to talk about is just like like there is kind of like the two-faced side mm-hmm. of like like support that we oh, kind of got right um uh, my uh, Roscoe hit up the chief of police, mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted to let them know that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether you know they're going to be working, we, like honestly, we were going to go whether we were met with, with resistance or not. Mm-hmm. And we told him it's going to be a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to, you know, do your thing. Right. You know, I still kind of took that with a grain of salt. I was mm-hmm. like, whatever he's going to say, whatever he's going to do, mm-hmm. they're taking their precautions. That's their deal. We're not trying to mm-hmm. incite anything. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, he came out and he talked to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked to me and like a bunch of other people that were there before mm-hmm. the crowd showed up, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. This is really important. Uh, like, you know, those cops should rot in jail. Blah 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 blah. Right. That's not what I'm about. And I'm like, you know, for a second, we're like, all right, cool. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, you know, he's, that's the chief of police. That's chief police, right. chief breezy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. And he goes, I'm gonna march with you guys. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, sick, cool, awesome. 
But as we were, you know, getting ready, like, we had sheriffs, like, all over the place. Yeah. We had, you know, PD just patrolling the streets. Mm. And I was, like, I was getting kind of nervous because, mm. like, oh, fuck. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Luckily, everything turned out okay. Mm. But, like, we had, like, ABC, like, the ABC 30 Action News came mm-hmm. out and they interviewed a buddy of mine, Lawrence. He was the one who was speaking most of the time. Mm. Um, so then when his statement came out in the paper, it was a completely different story. Mm. Um, you know, uh, like... You know, the chief, like, condemned all that bullshit that happened. Oh. Uh, he, like, like, he was, like, because like, at first, you know, he was, like, on our side and things like that. But this, it, when, when it came down to it, he goes, oh, their movement is indifferent to me. We were just there to block traffic. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was, like, come the fuck on, dude. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. Like, you can't just come out and, like, it, that was, like, where it was super two-faced. Yeah. And I'll, and then I'll give, I'll give, actually, Mayor Valalta credit. He came mm-hmm. out. He marched with us, and even the second day when the high schools were out there, and there was mm-hmm. only like thirty kids out out of that park, he still went, mm-hmm. and he still showed support. Yeah, which I feel was great. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that did piss me off was what Chief Breezy said to the media right. was completely different to what he said to us. Right, you know, and that's kind of where. I'm yeah, because yeah, it's been, just it's weird. <laughs> I've been noticing um, since uh, you had brought that up because I usually, I mean, I drive through Pacheco Boulevard like mm-hmm. almost every, like all the time, you know. Yeah. And I remember, you know, seeing of course all like the great posters that people did and like the importance of none of them were doing anything disrespectful. Like they had no. posted the um, if you're on Pacheco and you go on the bridge, you you would see like the the posters, right? Um, literally the next day, like they sent someone from the city to take them all down. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that had that really did, it was frustrating to see because I know the city has a lot more other things that are blocking, whether it's traffic, whether it's certain debris that's exactly, in, and exactly. they worried about things that aren't even um, something yeah. they should be taking down. So you know like I mean? their their excuse mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's not Los Banos property, it's Caltrans property. Mm-hmm. So like the code guy had to come out and like he could cite us and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I was like, that's bullshit because during graduation, those graduation signs stay up for weeks. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but we do one Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. or we did two and we put up signs, they're gone in a day. Right. And like that's, that's where I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's... it's it's it shows you people's true colors. You Most know definitely, I mean? and I feel like with um, with just like the people who run like the community stuff, mm-hmm. the people who run like council, mm-hmm. like you know, families of those people are probably like take all that shit down, blah, right. blah, blah blah. Because you know, like most of the police stuff is either could be crowdfunded or they mm-hmm. can like you know, it's like oh, that's taxpayer shit. But like, mm-hmm. I know with like with Chief Breezy, I know like he still wants to be on the good side of people mm-hmm. of, of the other people, so okay. he can he can like be like it to ensure safety and all that other bullshit. Yeah. It's just it's ro- I feel like it was super wrong of them to take it off so soon. Mm-hmm. Like we posted, and they go, oh, they're gonna be gone tomorrow, and then first thing that that next day, yeah, they're was- gone, and I was just mm-hmm. like. Man, like, but he told me, he goes, oh, they're not destroyed. You can come to the police station and pick them up if you want mm. to. I'm like, I don't want to go there. Like, I'm not trying to go to the police station right. and get my, like, no. Right. No one's trying to do that. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I encourage people, I'm like, if you are going to go, just go and put it back up there again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a poster. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I noticed that um, a lot of, you know, a lot of people, and when I mean, like, I obviously don't mean to offend anyone, but I think... Like, especially, like, because I'm super active on Twitter, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of, like, officers that are like, oh, no, we'll kneel with you guys. And then the next day, they'll be doing some bullshit, They'll right? be macing somebody or, like... And, like, a lot of, whether they're, you know, in law enforcement or they're, you know, 
from someone who thinks like I don't it's cause that's the thing where I don't get how like you could be against human rights like that's just fucking crazy to me how you yeah. could be against this which is fucking crazy so when people <sighs> do some shit like you know they, they sit they kneel with you or they'll, they'll say like oh yeah you're all about it or like the conversation they had with you guys and say like mm-hmm. um like the chief when he said oh yeah I'm all for what you guys are doing and then the next day um it's it's like a complete other thing. So it's like okay, so so you're only doing it just so that way you look good. Mm-hmm. But it's like you really don't give a fuck. Exactly. And it shows that it shows. It's like that. that it's like that fake bullshit. It's like the fake yeah. activism that you've been like that's actually been out there. It's like a lot of it. You right. see, you do see a lot of it. And yeah. It's yeah. It sucks. It really does suck. But like mm. you, you ultimately kind of know you know whose side they're on. You right. Know what I mean, that's true. And it's kind of like. And, and that's the thing that pisses me off too. Like this isn't like a left or a right issue. Right. This is like a human rights issue. Right. This isn't like a like people are like oh like Black Lives Matter is a is a like a, is like liberal propaganda mm-hmm. or like this isn't like it's going against America and all that other shit. And I'm like no, dude. People mm-hmm. just this is, like what's wrong with being treated equally? Like right. that that's all it is. Yeah. And like and it sucks that we're still talking about this in fucking 2020. 2020. Yeah. It's like it's 2020, dude. Like. Right. And that's my thing. And, and, like, and people are like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. I'm like, no, there's been 120 deaths in the last 22 days mm-hmm. that were caused by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's a fact. Right. But, you know, people like, you know, people of color were getting killed before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then now that, you know, old white dude and a white girl died because of the protest. Now people are starting to fucking care. Yeah. And that's where I kind of get annoyed mm-hmm. because like this has been going on for far too long. And mm-hmm. now that protesters are starting to get killed because of either tear gas or police brutality. But now that it's anybody now, mm-hmm. people are starting to realize like, oh, you know, maybe we do need to, um, you know, defund the police. Maybe right. we do need to, you know, uh, have better training for these guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we do need to, you know, have schooling for the police officers mm-hmm. because, you know, it takes longer to be a hairdresser than a cop most in mm-hmm. most states. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like people get so offended when you say defund the police. Mm-hmm. And like that's not I'm not saying it, people are my thing is like that doesn't mean like. Stop paying them. Mm-hmm. That means stop giving two hundred fifty million dollars to the police force in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and how about you, you know, cut that in a quarter and put that into the city itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not judge, they're not judge, jury, and executioner, mm-hmm. but they're acting like it, right? And that's bullshit. Yeah, like they're here to uphold the law and they're here to enforce the law. They're not here to you know infringe upon your rights and fucking kill you in the street. That's bullshit. True. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like when people say defund the police, that's take away their military gear because mm-hmm. they're not a military. True. You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't have access to military grade weapons and and like body armor and shit like that. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, it's I guess it's a tough job, but as far as death rates go for police, loggers die more than police officers do. Mm-hmm. Roofers die more than police officers do. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get that I don't I don't like that rhetoric of police officers are going out every day and they're being brave. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's fucking crazy people out there, mm-hmm. but you know, right now, right now isn't the time to to try and and defend actions of a lot of police officers. Right, like right. this is this isn't the time to be like, well, there's some good guys. Mm-hmm. It's not showing. <laughs> so right, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I um, it was basically it was just so shocking for me to to see so many people that just didn't understand what what it was about. You <laughs> yeah. know, like um, especially something as important as you know. Like, how a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it shouldn't be all Black Lives Matter, or, you know, Black Lives Matter, it should be all lives matter. But it, I think that that alone was just, like, I just couldn't understand how people didn't comprehend, you know? Yeah, and it's not saying that, like, you, it's not saying you don't matter. It's not, it's not Black Lives only matter. Right. It's Black Lives Matter as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's what the saying means. It's yeah. like, it's like, your life already matters. 
can mine to can can, yeah. can can you know can you know can Black Lives Matter as well right. because you know as it's been shown like it, they don't yeah like in the same I've seen the other saying black, uh, all lives won't matter until Black lives do true you know all lives won't matter until you know minority lives do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and yeah. it's still a huge problem yeah and it's like when these people say all lives matter and then they attack people. Mm-hmm. you're not following what you believe in. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. The, um, I've seen so many people put, like, different examples so people could try and understand. Like, one of them that i seen was, like, um, like, you know, when people make fundraisers for, like, breast cancer, you know? Like, they're like, oh, but what about all the other cancers, you know? And then they're like, yeah, but we're raising awareness for this, you know? And then that's when they're like, oh, okay, I get it. And it was, like, a post that someone did. I'm like, and then they put, like, oh, now I get it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's there's it's, it's human rights that we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, which is crazy for me to not... Like, for people not to get it, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, and it's unfortunate to know that people still have to deal with this to this day, you know? Because yeah. it affects all of us, even people that aren't black, you know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me, even, like, because I grew up in a Mexican household, you know, mm-hmm. my um, my dad had always, always taught us to, like, treat everyone with respect. Like, yeah. like all that stuff is just, like, even standing up for people that can stand up for themselves, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people know not to play that shit around me, like, because it's, like... I think that's one thing that you you have to, like, take full responsibility of and, like, handle when, like, if you're in a situation, like, for example, like, you know, people do tell you, like, hey, you know what, AJ, why do you care about this shit? Like, you don't have to deal with it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, but, like, you're, you know, it is a, something that you care about and something that you're super passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but I do appreciate, like, everyone that went, everyone that took their time out to even, like, oh, yeah. make a poster and everything. And it oh, tend. my God. Ever, like, I didn't even expect, like, the turnout that mm-hmm. we did and, like, just seeing the, the like, that, that part of our community come together was, yeah. f- was fucking phenomenal, honestly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, and then people were coming up to me, they go, was this your idea? And, like, I was just directing it toward my buddy because, like, he was the one who, I, yeah. I just I just spread it. You yeah. Know what I mean? I just spread it and gave information. Like, yeah. That's that was my part. Like I didn't. It wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like that. And then like even beforehand, I I had even people like family members tell me, "Don't go because you're gonna get beat up," or "Don't yeah. go because of this." And like it's not gonna happen. Right. Like I came prepared for sure, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't. I I didn't want things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. And that's the thing. One thing that um, offended me a lot was um, the days bringing up to the to the march was. So many negative people saying, like, oh, there's going to be so much violence and so much going on from, like, oh my God. you know. Yeah. And, there, and, there was, like, a rumor going around that they were going to bus in people from the Bay Area. Did you hear about that one? No, I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. There was, like, uh, uh, the chief and the mayor were saying, they're like, they're like yeah, there people on Facebook were trying to say, like, they're busing in, like, an, like an, uh, Antifa members mm-hmm. to come and, like, ruin the town. And that's been, that's actually been a rumor that's been spreading to a lot of small town protests. Oh, okay. Uh, because I was in, because uh, I live in Merced, and there was mm-hmm. a protest right around the corner from my house. Mm-hmm. And they, like, boarded, like, they, like, boarded up one of the gas stations, because I guess there was a rumor that people were going to trash the gas station. Oh, okay. That wasn't the case. Oh, okay. So people were marching down um, Olive, mm-hmm. and they were, like, you know, protesting. And I was like, you know what, I just got home from the one after uh, after our march, I got home from the uh, the the Pacheco one, Pacheco one, and then my roommate was like, "Dude, there's one going on right around the corner," and I was like, "Fuck! All right, I gotta go." Yeah, I was like, "I gotta go." So I I get uh like I get my sh- like I had a I made a sign and it's like made of wood and it's like a shield. Oh okay. So like I made that and then I walked around the corner and I went to the protest, but uh, from my house, the shove runs more is close and that's oh. the one that they boarded up. Oh okay. So I'm looking and there's like. 
I hate to say it, it was fucking rednecks there. Yeah. Like good old hit country ass boys. <laughs> yeah. But they, ha- I see them. They're carrying firearms. Oh shit. Like they all have guns in the back of their truck. Uh. And there's a protest on the other side of the street. Uh. And they're there because they said we're protecting against looting. But the cops are only focused on the protesters. Oh. So I go, and I'm on the side where all the rednecks are, and I'm carrying my sign. Yeah. And I went, oh, shit, I'm going to get shit right now. Yeah. And I already knew I was going to get shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking, I just hear, hey, look at this fucking guy. And mm-hmm. I turn around, I said, huh? And, like, this guy was, like, recording me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, fuck, I showed him my sign. Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't give me a reason to shoot, man. And, like, he walked away. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck, dude? What? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. So I walked across the street. I had to walk through a police line to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was standing in front of all the people and we I have a, I'll show you later, but I have a video of it. Mm-hmm. And like all the cops had their AR-15s on them and they were pointed at us. And like they didn't they didn't like they weren't like aiming them at us, but they had them out like right. on their like they were like strapped to their chest. Yeah. We had cops with the hands on their guns and we were just on one side. We weren't doing anything. Yeah. Like and then we were trying to make sure that those guys were gone because mm-hmm. they had firearms on mm-hmm. them. But then you see them talking to the cops like it was no fucking problem. Yeah. Like I saw it firsthand. So like when people are like, oh, no, that does, we're just protecting against losers. I go, no, you're waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. You want an excuse to shoot somebody because you're a fucking psycho. Like, yeah. And, and that's another thing I've been seeing, too, is this like. Like, this whole defense of, like, the Confederate flag Mm -hmm. and, like, this defense of, like, Confederate statues and stuff Mm -hmm. like that or, like, racist statues. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, where isn't that clicking? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And people are like, oh, it's a heritage flag. I'm like, no, it isn't. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the whole point of that Confederate flag was to suppress black lives and and, and to segregate and to hate and to Mm -hmm. enslave people. That's what it was. And, like, you don't, here's, like, I, I, I this, like, the example I use, it's for people who defend the Confederate flag saying that it's heritage. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm German. You don't see me rocking a fucking Nazi flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I have family from Germany, so I'm going to rock a Nazi flag. Mm-hmm. Like, would that be okay? No. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck would a flag that represents slavery and white supremacy be mm-hmm. okay with you? Mm-hmm. You know, Nazis are white supremacists. Yeah. Confederates were white supremacists, so, like, yeah. why does that click with you? Yeah. Like, that's that's my thing. What like, do they usually tell you when you tell them that? They're like... They don't fucking... They don't respond to yeah. me because they know I'm right. Right. Or they try to just go, you're just a fucking snowflake. I'm like, you're the one getting offended that it's gone, bud. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. we shouldn't erase history. I'm like, we're not erasing history. We're getting rid of monuments to racism. Right. It's not erasing history. We still teach about it. Uh, not to the extent I wish we get, we did, mm. but it's like, yeah, these racist statues are coming down. Yes, they're, they banned the, con- the f- fucking NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. You yeah. know how big that is? That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. They allowed their only black driver to, to drive a Black Lives Matter car. Mm-hmm. And they had like, I think one driver quit. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So it's like, it's like you can see that it's starting to finally make a difference. You know? Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot of changes that were going on uh recently like you know even with like the Aunt Jemima stuff or like yeah you know that even and I'm like wait like okay like I like this be, is crazy I, I never even realized yeah. that that was I didn't either to be honest and I'm like wait I didn't but then people were like citing it the history of it and right. stuff like that and I was like holy shit yeah but you see how fast it took it down because my thing is like they knew it was racist that's so, what I'm saying it's like if that's what I was looking at and now I'm like okay it's one thing if like they didn't know, but like, Aunt Jemima hasn't been around for, like, a year. It's like, no. It's been, been around forever. It, I think they said 150 years or some shit. Like, the brand alone. Yeah. Like, so then I'm like, the, and, like, the, all the, like, articles and stuff, they're like, oh, after 150 years, they're changing the name. I'm like, all right, so y'all been known. That's the thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying with brands. It's like, it's crazy for me to, like, 
I like I even I pay attention to a lot of like of course like of like the influencers that like made you know statements and stuff or yeah. like brands a lot of you know um, people in like law enforcement military and that type of stuff but like their actions to kind of like you have to pay attention to that type of shit too mm-hmm. because a lot of people are gonna say they're in support and then you're like and then you never hear from them again and then you... I know and I know right now too like a lot of um I have a I have a friend who's actually National Guard and he's mm. been deployed. Really, and like the general consensus is like they don't want to fucking be there. Mm. Like they don't like mm. like they like most of them agree with the movement, but they can't say anything. Yeah, which is fucked up. That's crazy. I'm not gonna say his name. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. But he was telling me he goes like he hit me up because like I know he's like he was like a like he 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 served and all mm-hmm. those other things and like he has friends that are like deployed in uh, mm-hmm. L.A. He was in SAC mm-hmm. and he was telling me he goes yeah man like the consensus is like you know it's like he goes. He goes, I'm a person of color. Like he's like, I'm I'm Puerto Rican. Like like I'm Afro Latino. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I, people look at me and they have been racist toward me. He's like, mm-hmm. I agree with the movement, yeah. but I can't say anything because if I do, like I can get in trouble. Right. And they're not like and like nobody wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Like and if anything goes down, they said they weren't even gonna do anything. Yeah. So like I've heard that side too. Right. So it's like, and I I believe him because like I've known him for a while. Right. But it's it's just like. It sucks. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are stuck in certain situations that can't say anything mm-hmm. in fear of getting in trouble or getting yeah. fired and stuff yeah. like that. And that's the shitty part, too. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, with me, it's like, I guess I, I'm, like, at an advantage to where, like, I can say what I want to say mm-hmm. and I won't get in trouble mm-hmm. because, like, of where, I guess I work because, like, my job doesn't really monitor me outside of work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, I work at a fucking GameStop. Yeah. They don't care what I do outside mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. But it's like... A lot of people can't say anything, yeah. and that's and that's really bad. And like it's yeah, it's 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 finally starting to make change now. And I know mm-hmm. that like people who have you know been like people are getting charged for murder finally. Mm-hmm. You know, people are getting fired finally. Mm-hmm. But it's I still feel like it's not going to be over anytime soon. Yeah, it's been twenty two straight days of protests in, the, in these big cities, like mm-hmm. straight. I know here it's a lot harder to do that, and mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. But the support that I've even been seeing online just by people donating. Mm-hmm. and signing petitions and doing right. all these things is really is actually really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so what are some things that people could do now just to kind of be more involved in, and bring more aware- awareness to, like, the movement and the importance of it? Like, so for someone that doesn't know and wants to get into it, mm-hmm. what's something that they could do? Um, I, I definitely just would, like, like uh, sign the petitions, um, mm-hmm. just do your research. Okay. Uh, definitely, you know, donate if you can. Okay. If not, just support any black businesses, black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, minority-owned businesses. That's, mm-hmm. like, really crucial right now because mm-hmm. uh, of COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the, the more the better. Uh, don't be afraid to speak out. And mm-hmm. uh, I would just say, I don't know, just, like, just show any type of support in any way. If you can go to a protest, go to one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can't, support one. Mm-hmm. Spread the word. Like, mm-hmm. that, that means a lot. Just, right. just somebody... Like even the people who couldn't come out to the protest that I that I helped with, mm-hmm. like just them reposting the post that I did meant so much because that yeah. reached so much more people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh she has two hundred followers. That's two hundred more people that are going to see. Right. You know what I mean? Like just I always say like that's 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 what you can do if you're mm-hmm. either too busy and I understand like people need to work, mm-hmm. but you know definitely show that you do support by just doing you know donate petitions mm-hmm. uh, and then just then just just make general awareness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and if and you know if. Your, your changing has, like, if your thinking has changed, mm-hmm. like, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I try not to demonize people who have finally figured out, you know, what's going on and they figured out, oh, man, this is wrong. Or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that has happened. And right. I feel like also don't try, don't demonize people for changing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, but you said, I mean, if you're saying, like, racist and bigoted shit, 
mm-hmm. now, like, and you all of a sudden change, that's that's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to me. But like, if you're like, well, I don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, I don't understand. How come all lives don't matter? Like something like that. I just feel like if you finally learn and if you finally accept the fact that shit is wrong and going down, mm-hmm. like that's okay. Right. Like, you know, changing the way that you think because you have been presented with facts is okay. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And it's just it yeah, it's it's still crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay. You you know, you brought up a very important um topic that I wanna say and I wanna be very like vocal about it as well as like mm-hmm. it's okay to realize, you know, you were wrong and like yeah. changing because I think a lot of people are scared of that too like that might be thinking like how you said like oh well all lives matter you know and then it and then sometimes some people learn like the importance of black lives matter and what yeah. what it represents mm-hmm. and then it's okay for them to be like oh you know what okay you know what all right I'm with it now because they, they get it and they like yeah. they understand that and they're in full support so I think a lot of people are scared of like seeing people change as well because I know I do have hope for people to like want to see, you know, the mm-hmm. like the importance of things like just human rights. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not even like we're not asking for like unicorns and fairies and shit, but shout out to those too. But like yeah. like, you know, we're not asking we're just asking for human rights and like people to get respected and like th- that type of sh- people shouldn't be living in fear. You yeah. know, like every no, not fucking at all. day. You know not like at all. um but yeah, you know, definitely uh support like uh, black owned businesses, you know, like mm-hmm. it's super, super important. I know there's so many like e-commerce ones and i'll try and link some in the description as well so people could like awesome. check them out and like uh and basically spread awareness like even like uh we talked about we're so active on twitter and stuff yeah <laughs> twitter is like one of my favorite social medias me too it's okay I'm, I'm right there with you and like the simple simplest thing of like even retweeting it or if you're on facebook you could like it comment that type of stuff like it's, it's super important to to be okay with like even if you're in a room and and you're the only one that thinks you know positivity and like mm-hmm. want to spread awareness stand up for yourself you know it's okay yeah. so, sometimes you're gonna be by yourself you know what i mean sometimes you're gonna exactly you're gonna have to be the only voice of reason in the fucking room and it's okay <sighs> to stand up for yourself you know? yeah trust me i understand like yeah my white family does not like what i'm saying right now so mm-hmm. i already know that's a big deal to them yeah. and it's just like the, they gotta accept it right. so it's like and then and i understand that some people live in a family that they can't say anything like that mm-hmm. and that's okay you know what I mean? You're not going to change your family. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I honestly feel like if they're too old, might be too far gone. Mm-hmm. You can't, they, but if you can, try. But right. if not, like, like, I've heard of people getting kicked out of their houses because they're supporting this right. movement right now. And just to let you know, like, you're not alone. Just, mm-hmm. eat, like, even if you just can support in any way, it mm-hmm. still means a lot. Like, True. don't, like, I try not to tell people, like, don't feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Because even the slightest support is still enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True. Like, so, it, it, and I know, like, people are trying to, like, be like, oh, if you're not at a protest, we're going to do that, you suck, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But, like, don't do, don't try that fake activism blackout Tuesday bullshit. Like, yeah. I, that whole, I feel like that was nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, actually bring light to things that are happening. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, do your research, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I just, I, that, that's, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Do your research, just support in any way that you can, mm-hmm. even if you can't, if you, and you, even you can't donate, just, just help in any right. way that's, yeah. that's just that's just all i have to say on that right yeah as, far as that goes um no amount of support is too small it's like no. any little thing you could do is um is a, is great so mm-hmm. um but so where can people follow you on uh, oh. social media people can follow me on twitter at um comedy by aj um mm-hmm. i'm very sorry for what you see on my twitter <laughs> i'm kind of a f- piece of shit but most <laughs> of it right now is either me complaining about a video game I just bought or it's uh, uh, retweeting petitions for Black Lives Matter, bringing awareness for Black Lives Matter. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at that funny dude AJ. 
Uh, most of that's just pictures of myself and shows and flyers oh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also on Facebook. I'm not really active on there. I'll just I just argue with Karens on that on that place. <laughs> me too. But yeah. Me you too. can just follow me. You can just see me like at just AJ Iglesias, okay. just my name. Um, mm-hmm. But if you do want to like contact me, I'm I'm usually on Twitter most of the time. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's where all my socials are. Yeah. So then any like upcoming shows and stuff you'll be posting. I'm assuming. Yes, I will. As okay. soon as I get some. Right. Uh, comedy's just super dead right now. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. once everything you know. Finish with the whole because we are in a pandemic right now. Yeah, we're still in a pandemic. But, yeah. Um, so once everything kind of gets hopefully back into the groove of things, um, you'll be posting like any any dates that you do have. For yeah, I always do. So um, people could check I post out. them everywhere on all my socials. Awesome. So like, um, you'll see flyers on Instagram. You'll see flyers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try. I try and post videos. Like I'm yeah. like I try and post clips. People uh-huh. want me to do my whole set, but that's not the point. Right, true. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're always going to find show dates and flyers mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, you'll see the flyers first on my Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and then you'll see them, me talking about shows on Twitter. I'll okay. put dates up in my description of my Twitter most of the time. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let people know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you did want to, you know, come out and see me, or mm-hmm. if you're in any other area, like, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Just yeah, follow me yeah. and then you'll you'll get all those updates. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, AJ, for coming out. Of course. Thank you for letting me come and ramble for like I, how long how long has it I, been? I don't even know. But I, I'm so excited for people to hear this episode. Oh my god, I'm excited to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for taking the time out and just speaking on things that like you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, from comedy to like the Black Lives Matter movement, just mm-hmm. to pissing off Karens. You know, we're we're out here. You know? Exactly. We're here, exactly. Off, <laughs> we're here to piss off the Karens. No, um, uh, but uh, at the end of the day we do definitely wanna make that positive impact in our community and, mm-hmm. and be the voice of the youth and just, you know, change change the world with our, you know, starting with our town. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. So most definitely. thank you so much. No problem. Thank and, you. And um, people could check, or they could hit you up on social media or if they... Yeah. Uh, want to ask any questions that type of stuff um, they could always hit you up right yeah most definitely I'm always um, DMs are open so hey y'all could DM AJ slide my DMs please <laughs> <laughs> alright guys thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and uh, leave a comment or a, a review let us know what you thought of today's episode and stay tuned for the next one <laughs>